We're back with the fourth episode of the podcast, and I'm Davis. I'm Charlie. And we're just going to talk about a couple of things we did this week. Um, what'd you do this week, Charlie? Well, Davis, I uh, did come to work today for my uh, moving job that was going on. Not too much. About to end uh, work for that and go into preparation for school this coming August. Shout out to all you art students out there. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know this year is going to be very weird, but, you know... It's going to be awkward keep... and hard it's... for everyone. Yeah, and I know it's going to be limited, but try your best. Keep strong. Um, otherwise, not too much has been going on. Uh, we did a little bit... We, we're going to go probably into detail more of this later, but we did a bit uh, for character design yesterday on our uh, project that we're working on which David can tell you more about in detail. But, uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise I've been pretty chill for, for a while. I've been trying to see, like, uh, recently just looking at what I need for... Because we want to have a setup at my place so that we can record sessions there. Yeah, not, as, well, not, as well as here, too. Yeah, so just to make it easier. But, um, yeah, otherwise, nothing much. Davis, how about you? I've been doing fine. Didn't too much this week. I finished writing um, two mystery chapters inside like the larger sort of this set universe i guess because the way i wrote about it is like i started off with the first idea of like the mecha the mecha anime that we were that i wanted to do but i was like this is kind of short for what it is maybe for like a tech demo if i decide to do like some 3d stuff mixture with 2d um i'll definitely do it with that but with this i was just like oh, i'll just use the same location and just like give it like a somewhat like cd underbelly right. to it all a like, little black mark kind of thing and this is what the project is based on. But overall, for my the rest of my week was just hanging out with you. We watched um, Phoenix Wright and um, great, great show. And we watched uh, Fire Force, which gave us the idea of doing the um, sort of quarter digital and it, like uh, artist react to because we're both animators and we both follow the scene pretty well. Yeah. And we both have like decent knowledge of like what the tips and tricks they do to like, sort of like give life to the images. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much that probably be a video we do like small like animes react so we probably like two to three clips of those like hey that's like five minutes ish right overall it's like hey this is like based off quarter digital and like and like we thought because like we're technically animators too and like this is what we because when you do the research about this there is a lot of stuff out there that they really that animators put up just to say like hey this is portfolio work and this is what i've been working on and like yeah you get to see the hard rough drafts of everything which i think is more it's it's more um, I like more knowledgeable than the finished product, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I've been not doing much really. I've been sitting in bed, and watching anime, and good luck. writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not working because nothing's op- open right now. Camps got shut down. Uh, local restaurants not in, in business. Yeah. They're yeah. just doing pickup, so I can't. I'm not doing delivery. And, like, they don't have any, like, um, waiters or waitresses there anymore because it's all, like, oh, you got to pick it up at the restaurant instead. And they have, like, a table in front of the door where you just open, you just open the door and it's, like, you just take your bag. So it's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, um... Pop in, pop out. Yeah, it's, like, a hole-in-the-wall kind of place. But then, then again, it's, like, this is, like, a business thing. So right. wear a mask. That's all I got to say. Wear the mask. Wash your hands
they it's a bunch of kids in Darien threw a party and they all got COVID. I heard, I heard, and I can tell you the aftermath of um, so you know uh, the local club that well where we live around this local club called Millbrook. Yeah, they have uh, a summer camp, and apparently I think it was like one of the kids who was at the party was a working there? counselor. Oh my god! And all the and I think some of the kids got like infected with COVID. I think. I don't want to be sure, but I believe that's what I heard. He probably passed them along. Yeah. Most likely are asymptomatic at this point. Yeah, and it's like they shut down the club, so it's just, yeah. it's done. You know? <laughs> Thank God you're not working there this, this, this summer. Yeah, I had the option. I was like, hey, you know what? Uh, nah. I got this other job. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for moving. Yeah, but um, also we were, this, one, this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. That's the platform we use to post this stuff. And, like, we can make money off of it, but, like, it's based on ads, so, like, sometimes I would just put, like, an ad mid-roll, but, like, it only gets, like, six cents on the dollar. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, a fee for $25 when you cash out, or 25 cents when you cash out, so it's, like, yeah, you're not going to be cashing out until, like, down the line until, like, you get millions and millions, uh, thousands of people you follow, like, listening to the po- podcast, like, actively, mm-hmm. you know? So, right. one of those things that kind of helps out us in the long run is that you just kind of share our stuff with other people you know and listen to the podcast at least listen to the ads <laughs> yeah, exactly because I, don't, I don't really post a lot because I know like if, you, if there's too many ads to something you won't listen to it and that's why a lot of people use ad blocker for but like I really think it's like you, you should place ads during like a break where it's like oh it's been like a good half hour definitely take a small little break and put an ad there because our podcast only runs like an hour or two yeah. barely Fair. and then it's just yeah. like you two ads one in the beginning one in the middle and that's it um, but yeah, that's the only, that's pretty much the only way you guys can actually support us, like, by listening and just doing that. Um, yeah, we have a YouTube channel, but we don't have, we're not verified, so we can't make AdSense money off of that either, so it's, like, kind of hard, it's more portfolio stuff for us to, like, just post in the end, mm. which is not bad. It's a good way to keep our, all of our, like, stuff consistent, like, in one place. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just, life is hard. Yeah, <laughs> life, life is... Life's just kind of slow right now. Yeah. Everything's just put on hold. I mean, everyone knows the story. It's just rough, yeah. and, and I get it. Things will pick up eventually, but you got to be patient. I mean, I, I know you people, you've been told this by many people, but it's just like you got to be patient. That's the truth. Yeah. That's, the, that's the truth. And uh, it's hard, I know. But um, on a lighter news, I was hoping we could talk about... Uh, recently, I've read... I've been rereading Hunter x Hunter... There you go. Great series. Amazing. Like, great series. Tough read, I will say. It's a bit tough if you read it. Because um, there's a lot of text, a lot of things you got to pay attention to. But you are rewarded for listening and paying attention. It's very lore-heavy, I would say, yes. in the long run of, like, just the amount of words he puts on a page. Because there was a meme, like, earlier this year, like, when he actually put out a chapter. Like, a good page of it was just text. I honestly feel like if you... If I... It's a... Like, I, I read it, and I feel like I'm reading a, a just a regular novel. Like, yeah. I'm not even reading a comic book or anything like that. I'm just reading a You're regular... You're just reading to... Yeah. Who reads for fun it's... nowadays? I know. I try... I've been trying. I've been trying to, like, read some old classic tales, like Treasure Island is a fun one that I uh, remember reading a while back, but then never really finishing, so I went back to it. And I got this whole, like, uh, library of stuff that are, like, old, uh, like, fairy tales and yeah. old classic literature that I want to go through, but... I don't know, man. I just, like, I read a chapter, 
and like I take a pause, a break or something, and you I just, go online. You, for, you really forget, and like, then what I immediately forget, and like I, I remember, but like I'm like, oh, well, I'll come back to it in a minute, and then like I, I, read, and then you put I read, it down for a minute, and then that minute later is like, oh shit, what the fuck happened? And then I see a notification that more MAGA updates have come. I'm like, oh, all right, whoops, yeah. <laughs> you should probably check yeah. that. Been a depressing week this week though, because they, um, Shonen Jump was is on a plan break, so I yeah. think it's a national holiday in Japan, so they didn't put anything out this Sunday. Which kind of sucks, but then again, it just gives everyone like a week off to like hang out and just like not yeah. do anything or catch up on stuff they need to do. Just chill. Um, but Spy Spy X Family is pretty good. That's the only mm. one that got updated recently. I was just like, that's this is one of the series where I enjoy. I had to read that. I think it's like every other week that they post content, they do something with it because the 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 app I use is the uh, Manga Plus app, mm. which is like the one run by Suesha, the publishers of Shonen Jump. So it's all like scans and um, translations done by their hired group or whatever, and then it's it's pretty cool overall because like it's it's pretty much like everything comes out at twelve on Sunday and it's just like you would kind of wake up in the afternoon and be like all right I'll just read some manga really quickly and catch up and then be done with it. But what I really think that we we discussed about the other day was the formatting of Shonen Jump and how it works. Yeah. Because the way I explain Shonen Jump to people, I explain it, it's a brochure to find other things. And always be up to date with, like, the latest chapter. So it's, it's sort of like like social media. It's like, the newer the newer ones are just kind of like freebie ads that you get with what, you, what well, from what you paid for. It's a platform, essentially. Yeah. For other series that you want to find. And I get that, yeah. And we were having a discussion, well, once again on One Piece about how like weekly updates versus monthly and i was making the argument that said like well i feel like it would be better for oda to be monthly and come out with multiple chapters at once yeah exactly because then we'd be able to understand the story better instead of having it in bits and pieces and kind of formulating like the overall plot rather we would just get a big chunk of it and we absorb it and we like really analyze it but your your explanation was I'm sorry what was it again? So my thoughts about that was I really don't think if if they if they push Shonen Jump uh, pushed One Piece to the monthly publication which is Jump Plus hmm. and that this happened with uh, Gintama too because the author was was like okay it's finally a few chapters so we're moving over to Jump Plus to really hammer it out um, which is a good idea in hindsight because it just makes people like kind of hype for it right but the the thing I would say is that um, overall. The amount of readers, I, I guarantee that One Piece brings into the main, the main sort of the main weekly magazine, definitely gives more fan base and more like highlights to um, the other things inside Jump. Because like this is the 2009 Christmas issue. Because I it, after reading the, after reading this, I would have never for the One Piece chapter, I would never have read. Um, the um what we call it like the Jujutsu Kaisen inside this or the um Hell Warden Haguma I think that's it yeah so like I wanted to read majority of the stuff in here besides the first, the, the one chapter that I have but there are all other other things that are good they have Boruto and they also have like Chainsaw Man and like other things um so yeah but the paper quality they use inside the jump is kind of shitty so that it kind of like, yeah. gives us kind of like sort of um more incentive to buy the volumes when when they come out because a lot of times the, the volume quality the volume paper quality is 10 times better than the jump um paper mm. 
Which I guess it's it's a business sense in the long run. It's like, hey, to make even more money, we'll sell these in volumes and upgrade the quality of the paper. That's true. And <sighs> do you think that eventually they will move like permanently over to digital instead of um, no they will always have physical no matter what yeah because it's just the option right like honestly the the the, i I guarantee a lot of these people use same printers Mm. of uh printers and manufacturers of of the of the books so it's the paper quality is about the same in each one but there are a tad differences between what is printed and what's not because um, one webcomic web I mentioned before, which is My Senpai is Learning, just came out inside English. But inside the Japanese release, it's like on like a nice like photo quality paper. It's oh, like okay. give it like sort of a nice sheen to it. Um, I haven't checked out the English release, but I think it's done by Seven Seas, um, or if somewhere along that line. But like overall, I think prints will stay in print for a long time. Right. I do think it's just good for them to branch outside digital because it's, it's easier to sort of store and keep and then um, a bunch of biohazard like this over here behind me. Yeah. Because I don't know if I explained this before because I, I collect manga a lot. Um, I have the Dragon Ball box set, the first half of it, which is the um, original Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the second half, but I have a bunch of One Piece on My Hero, the whole box set of the Assassination Classroom, a bunch of stuff I got from Japan, and then it's just sitting on a bookshelf behind me right now currently. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a fire hazard, and the amount of space it does take up is a lot, and I do want to upgrade my bookshelf, like, to, like, at least upwards. Right, to, like, the yeah. thing is kind of concerning, because, like, in, like, certain areas where, like, there are earthquakes, you're required to, like, sort of, like, pin those things into the walls that are so big, and they might fall over. Yeah. Which makes sense in the long, in over, overall, because if an earthquake happens, like, this falls Wee. over, it's just, like, if the one I have right now falls over, it's not gonna be that much. A couple books get, might get bent, but that's it. Right. But if, like, I have these like, really tall bookcases, I might get crushed underneath one, and that yeah. kind of stuff, so. It's one of those things where it's, like, do I want to move, move out to L.A. and pursue a dream inside animation? It's, like, hmm. Perhaps, but there are some jobs in Connecticut and in New York more likely yeah. for film and entertainment um, to do. Um, I think Titmouse is actually inside New York. They are the ones who did um, the top uh, the Clancy thing where it's like um, oh the thing I showed you, Midnight Gospel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I remember that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So I think they're based in New York, which is good. Um, but other than that... They also did it, um... It reminds me of Adventure Time, doesn't it? Or that was the same guy who made Adventure it, Time. It's by Pendleton Warren, who, like, right. kind of did the art direction for it, and, like, the right. director. But it, that's based off of, um, Dunkle... Duncan... Duncan something's podcast. Which, personally, I... It's been, like, those things have been, like, around on the internet for a long time, where it's, like, people animate podcast stories. Yeah. But they just haven't done to this extent and quality, you know? Right. Because, like, on the internet, it's usually just one person doing something, unless it's, like, a Newgrounds collab or something like that. It's usually just this one person doing coloring, line work, and all the basic flow of animation. And it's kind of, like, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're one, per- one person army trying to tackle yeah. this large project. It's nearly impossible, yeah. And that goes back to what we said about, like, um, how everyone works in the team. And, like, you're just not doing all everything. You're doing one part to help others. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um... So much work, and it's just hard to keep track of everything at once. I would say, like, the hardest thing <sighs> storyboarding is one of the hardest things. In yeah, my life. that I know. Like, we, we, we've been working over storyboards for a while, and it's hard to get like what you want to as what, you want. Yes, and exactly. And it's nice to have multiple people because it's just to give you different perspectives, and they'd be like, Oh, you could change shot 
like the first shot to this kind of angle. Yeah, or, to do something different with it. Yeah, and like just to and to go over it. the great thing about it is like nothing's ever permanent, you know? Yeah, like it's you nothing's always, really concrete in yeah. in the storyboard process. Exactly. You could always just switch around however you want. And a lot of it is planning, to be honest with you, because yeah. when you get to the professional level you should be able to pretty much do almost like a lot of stuff. Yeah, you should at the professional level you should know how film works and you should know what you want. Yeah. Because, uh, like, a lot of times when I work with um, college film, it's they're very indecisive of, like, what they want to do with, the, with like, the themes of their story or with the themes of, like, or, like, the general shot compositions of things. Right. Because I'm, I'm trained. I took classes in, in my sort of, like, major to do film and stuff. And, like, the people in the film club don't have that knowledge that I do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, like, helping them out here and there to, like, give them that knowledge a little bit. But just overall, just like some people just don't know what to do and they're just joining it because they like film or they might be mistaken for like a film watching club. <laughs> but it's like it's one of those things where it's like you, it does take experience and time to learn these things. And yeah. like the more experience you get, it's um, it's more or less just how you work with other people. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's fine if you like film or if you, you like weren't expecting it. It's just like as long as you enjoy it, that's great. But if you really want to get great at it, you really gotta put the time in. Yeah, you gotta look at other people and, like, see what, what they're doing. Because all, all the film is is just imitating something else and making it better, hopefully. Yeah. Better in quotation marks, because, mm-hmm. um... I was talking to my friend uh, the other day who did, um... When we were doing the storyboards, right? I was talking to her, I was like, um... The, uh... Director Satoshi Kon, he did Paprika and Perfect Blue. Um, Perfect Blue was, like, sort of, like, the groundwork pretty much... Uh, for a bunch of shots inside Black Swan, but the thing I hate about that is the Black Swan director does not say that he referenced um, Perfect Blue, even though he's been asked about it so many times. It's like these are literally shot-for-shot remakes of the same scenes, right? And the characters are only like one letter off, which is the main character of Perfect Blue is Nima, mm-hmm. and like and like um, the other ones, uh, and like the one for Black Swan is like Nemo or something like that, something along those lines. So like. It's one of these very, like, copycat kind of things that don't give credit to certain things. You know what I'm talking about? I understand what you Because, like, what, inside of a director's work, you'll see, like, references to other things that he's worked on or to other directors in general. Because, like, J.J. Abrams, like, he does a lot of this sort of, like, sci-fi stuff in the end. But, like, you can see his style is very concrete in, like, how he creates it. For the good, be- better or worse in, like, Star Wars, like, uh, that kind of carryover. It doesn't work for certain genres of, like, or film overall. I think a lot of times when you try to copy a style of someone else's work and you try to really infuse it into your own, but it's like a totally different story or a totally different genre, you'll have very effects of accomplishment. I think that if you were, if I were to say I took the themes and sort of tone of Star Wars and I injected it into, say... I don't know, like a Saturday morning cartoon yeah. or something like that. Something that doesn't work with it. It doesn't melt. Like if I if I were to take the themes of like a space odyssey and put it into like a daily like life or comedy series, it doesn't like, work. It does not work. And like it could work in some areas. Like if you like, for instance, Hot Fuzz has a great the movie Hot Fuzz yeah. with uh, Daniel uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Um, they do a great job where they try to film. They do certain editing tricks and filming techniques that make it seem like an action like like the slow moments are actually action packed with fast cuts and loud noises in between but in reality it's just 
He's going to the, the he's going to the countryside. He's, he's, he's getting yeah, an he, apartment. He's just going to bed. You know, <laughs> he's doing it, his daily tasks. He's, it's not exciting things that they're not exciting things that look exciting. You know, yeah. then so, that's what uh, Edgar Wright, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it's like you know and that's essentially like if you try to copy someone else's work, or at least like base it off someone else's work, try not to do like a full one for one remake. But, you know, just try to try to find the strengths of what they had. Like, try to find the best, like, things and learn from it. And then, you know, make your own spin on it. Yeah. yeah. I would say that that would be the best option. But it's hard, because coming up with the original ideas is really hard. And it takes a lot of time. And Especially nowadays with the whole, like, oh, just do a reboot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look at the lineup of movies, Bill and Ted fucking... I mean, Keanu Reeves is still going, so that's great. Yeah. But it's just like I, Matrix Four, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like I really think that this. I think this year was supposed to be like decent in film because you had like Tenant and mm. stuff coming out. Well, that got delayed indefinitely because of the whole pandemic. And like, I think Ghostbusters was supposed to come out actually. This the huh. new one. It was supposed to come out this summer. It was just like, yeah, no, we're gonna push it to like later on. I think there's a lot of film other delays that are happening. Yeah, I think production's been like halted on so many of these films. It's yeah. crazy, and it's you know even on TV. Yeah, it's because of man, the fact like oh this stuff like does take people to work there, and like those people are very, working sometimes very close quarters. No matter like how big the set is, they're very close in yeah. like terms of like the director's very close to the cinematographer or like the first AC. And it is a, it sort of is a breeding ground of when people like don't get enough sleep because they they work pretty much constantly. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, because like um, they work in like sort of like shifts or like, like or shots when it's like majority of the time like the main people on set are going to be the cinematographer and first first AC director might be there to talk to actors and the kind of stuff to guide them through what's going to happen, but everything else like who's like a um, PA like best boy gaffer they'll have multiple people of those filling those roles. So they'll get breaks in the meantime, and they'll do, like, the little shift thing. So it's, like, you have this shot, these shots over here to, like, in the morning, and then you take a break until the afternoon to, like, do whatever. And then right. the other person, like, takes takes that during your break, takes the role of that, and then you just do that. Um, but, yeah. But overall, I really think that animation hasn't stopped, because, like, it, it could be done from home a lot of times. Because, yeah. um, like, what, what software do you usually use? I usually use Toon Boom. Uh, I used to use TV Paint, which is like a French software, but I decided to use Toon Boom because it's more used professionally. Um, I have to. I gotta. I gotta use Animate eventually. Like a couple, there's a couple of other softwares that I gotta figure out how to use, but I mainly just use Toon Boom. Yeah. And that's because it's really easy. It's a, it's simplistic fun. to learn. It's simplistic I mean, to it's learn. Just like it's just to carry forward with it too. It's just like pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's. A, fun program yeah i like it a lot can you work around like the animated like spaces like with like photoshop and stuff can you create your own workspaces i think so i, I have to I have to check back it has been a while since i properly <laughs> opened it up opened it up i will admit it's been a bit work's been taking my time but i believe you can i know you can do a, a lot of things like mainly like puppetry like you can do um rick and morty style kind rick of and morty stuff. style yeah. pile like substituting uh pre-drawn uh figures yeah so you have like a library of like images to like kind of pick from exactly so you could definitely do that uh but then you know traditional animation you have it there that's easy like there's a lot of simple tools that just make it easy to use and learn 
And TV Paint, for all it's worth, is great for traditional animation. Uh, it's a very straightforward, it, like, this is what it's made for. Yeah. It's not made for anything else. It's just for traditional animation. And now that I've realized it, I'm like, Jesus, all right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a good one to start with. It's a great one if you're a beginner. It's just, like, great transition from paper to computer. So yeah. that works. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think it has that. I'll have to check. Yeah. Um, I think I said this before, but I use Clip Studio. Because, like, the Clip Studio works like, oh, you can transfer it to, like, a Photoshop file, too. You save it as, like, a Photoshop file, which is really nice. And then you can import stuff from, like, movie clips to, like, a lot of other file size of uh, file extensions. And yeah. then it just makes, like, a good all-in-one tool. And when you get, if you get the animate, the version on sale that allows you to animate more efficiently, it comes out to, like, roughly $190. So it's, like, 200 bucks on sale, but usually it's, like, the 350 to 390 usually, I think. Mm. Um, but other than that, it's a really good program to use if you're into the uh, more digital side of things because it allows you to do illustration, comics, animation, and, like, more of, like, an all-one to, like, Photoshop. Um, the problem is, though, it's just, like, it is a little weird, junky at first, and, like, finding the proper workspaces, but the good thing about that is that you can download workspaces from, like, their, like, sort of, like, Steam community stuff. So like the uh, so the Clip Studio stuff like has their own like little Steam community where they where people post stuff to here and there, and then they post like their own workspaces of like how shit works and like the workflows and stuff, which is really nice. I, and like I downloaded a couple the other day, and it's like more of animation geared. So it's more of like okay, here are your colors for highlights, here are your colors for like the solid lines, here's like for eyes, and like um, here's for shading. And then that's what I use currently because it's a, a lot easier for the all-in-one. Um, but overall, an end workflow pipeline is usually After Effects. And with After Effects, I usually download uh, OLM, which is a Japanese company who, if you watch anime, you'll at the end of the credits, you'll see the words OLM Research or OLM um, Extensions used inside the credits because that's what they use because it's really helpful because with the lightning stuff and like lighting you literally it's either in after effects you just have a simple glow right charlie yeah you just have a simple glow effect usually and that will highlight everything it will highlight all the colors and make the, uh, the colors glow but you don't want that sometimes you just want the edges to glow so they have like this little old uh digital color keeper so you just select the color and it'll just and it'll just highlight that out and key everything else out so you just keep those colors, and then you just hit, you just select their own glow, and then it will help out in like long run, and then right, picking what you want. Yeah, it picks right. you, you, the colors you want to like highlight and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But besides that, I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the end pipeline, like for this project mm -hmm. we're going to be working on, which is New Age Exorcists. Um, this is and like this stuff is like very sort of anime influenced. I would say. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. Fire Force Soul Eater kind of stuff, because that's one of my favorite authors. Like, and manga's out there. It's just the, the style of everything, and then the kind of linking stories of, like, madness and, like, this kind of, like, mystery yeah, the of, like, what's happening. Humanity teetering on the edge of extinction because of insanity and how, you know, the last forces of good holding off against the immense evil that's about to come. It's always a fun read. And it's always a fun, like, thing to watch. Yeah. And seeing them win in the end against this huge obstacle, it's like, you could put, I've always, I forget who, I forget who stated this, and I'm so annoyed that I forget. But I remember a certain 
brilliant author saying that you can put your character through almost anything as long as you give them a happy ending it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's like you can let their arms ripped off you can kill their family as long as they get a happy I mean, ending. I mean, the family killing is usually at the first part of yeah, it. Yeah, so that's true. It's usually, usually pushes them mother. off the cliff to the whole hero stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that bad, but I, I, I said we should do a table read of the scripts, and that's what we're going to do today. All right. All right, so uh, we could go through the entire thing if we want to, really. But I feel like it would be better if we just did the uh, first, first chapter. chapter. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Hmm. Pacifica Island, the most advanced place on this earth. This island serves as a standpoint of science and technology, but also serves as a safe haven and gateway for spiritual creatures that so seek it. But some threaten the existence of both humans and spirits. We are the final force against the supernatural and paranormal. We are the New Age exorcists. And fade the black. Um, chapter one, the back alley church. Uh, so I'll, I'll do the narration and then we'll split off every other character. Okay. Uh, exterior, back alley garden facing a church. A young priestess arrives with a brown suitcase at a large dark oak door and lifts the large knocker and lifts and lifts and lets the sound ring through the courtyard. No one answers the, the door, so she looks around to see a statue further to the right of her, and she decides to go investigate it. She admires the statue and reads the plaque inscribed. Uh, you want to go read this Sure. Mm-hmm. The statue dedicates the founding of the Holy Church's 5th Brigade, Special Forces. The rest is weathered down, and it's too hard to read properly. Then a voice is heard, and she turns to see a large shadow looming over her. Who are you? Um, my name is Private Charlotte Monet. I'm here from the main branch of the church. The priest suddenly changes his attitude towards Charlotte and greets her properly. Oh, yeah, they told me a new member is coming in to join our team. Please come in, come in. I only got back today, and I didn't have have the time to look over all the info yet. Uh, Charlotte nods, and they walk to the door, and they enter when they enter it. The interior of the church is revealed to be a modern and nicely furnished with a kitchen and a large social area with a couple of exorcists. My name is Sergeant Lux, and this is the home of the 5th Brigade. This is our social area, and further down the halls is the office and living quarters. I never expected it, I never expected it to be so modern in such an old building. Yeah, we do keep it like a clean around here. Let me introduce you to the team. 5th Brigade, fall in! A girl who is watching TV gets up and walks over. Huh, guess the other two are out on patrols right now. Anyway, this is Lieutenant Laura Ore, and she will be your roommate starting today. Uh, Laura energetically greets Charlotte. Uh, I'll do this one. Uh, Welcome to the 5th Brigade. Let me show you to our room. Laura grabs Charlotte and drags drags her to the living quarters, and Lux says, Hey, wait up. I haven't told you about today's training. Uh, Cuts an internal shot of the room. Laura opens the door to a fem- to the female quarters, and it's all decorated in pink and fairy lights, more akin to decorating with a sense of teenage girl. Well, here we are, Rumi. Your new home. Taken back by the decorations. Oh, this room definitely seems homely. Right? It's totally homely. Here's your bed over there, and there's a dresser you could use over here. If you need anything, just ask. Laura exits the room, and Charlotte puts her trunk on the bed and starts to put down her stuff. It's put her stuff inside the drawers. Sergeant Lux knocks on the frame of the door. Hey, has everything? How has uh, how's everything been? Have you heard, gotten to uh, gotten situated yet? Yes, I have settled in. Do you need something, Sergeant? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, want you to, uh, God, I just wanted to let you know that we'll start our tra- start our team training session on the courtyard now. 
I'd like you to join in to get accustomed to what we do at the fifth. Yes, let me grab my gear. I'll meet you on the courtyard. External courtyard. Alright, team. Today, we're focusing on neutralizing a potential target. Ray, what is the first thing when neutralizing a spirit? The first thing when neutralizing a spirit is, um, communication, Sergeant. Correct. Well, with that, let us start our training for today. Lux draws a small on a small piece of paper and sets it down on the ground, and the piece of paper lights up with a bright purple light and emerges a large skeleton spirit. The team gets ready to prepare to fight. Okay, Ray, focus on support while and su suppressing fire while Laura and I focus on aiming for its spirit core. Uh, Roger, Lieutenant. Uh, gotcha. I'll cover you while you aim for its core. I'll do my best. The three prepare to fight, and on Gil's mark, the two start to make their way towards the spirit. The spirit starts to attack by throwing punches at the two running towards them. Gil leaps up over the first punch and runs up the arm while Lara covers Gil and catches the spirit's hand. A second hand knocks her out of the range of her attack, but tries to grab Gil, but Ray calls out and shoots and shoots the spirit and the hand and the hand off course. Gil near the spirit core leaps towards the chest cavity and with the and then slices the core with a quick slice with a sword. And then the spirit disappears into thin air and Lux starts to clap. Alright everyone, great job. You really showed some good communication out there. Oh, I almost forgot. Charlotte, let me introduce you to, the, to our team roles. We have sort of a trifecta when it comes to working together. Ray focuses on channeling spirit energy and creating sp uh, sprites that shoot elemental projectiles. Laura hardens her body to become a sturdy wall, while Gil creates, can create weapons. And if you couldn't guess, I use something circles like these to bring forth spirits I have contracts with. Wow, everyone has so many different abilities. It's amazing. I've never seen exorcists like this before. Well, that's because we don't conform to certain. Uh, no, this is Gil. Well, that's because we don't conform to certain curse regulations of their combat uniforms. But even though we still we may be different, we're still a team. Laura starts to hit Gil in the back. Don't be such a serious Sam, Gil. You still scare her. You could help me with support. I'm not strong enough in my roles, so I could use some extra help. Don't worry so much about that. You do great as is, right? Right blushes and is bashed about Laura's comment. <laughs> well, isn't there some technique you're good at, Charlotte? Well, when I was at the Academy, my practical grades weren't too great, but I did well with creating holy barriers. Well, there's still more training left. Why don't you join them? Yeah, that sounds great. Great idea, sir. Well, let's get started then. Everyone is lined up near the edge of the garden. Everyone starts to line up, and Lux starts to summon some wolf-shaped spirits. Alright, this time it's a multiple target neutralization, and they fight back like, like normal spirits would, so look alive. Lux gives the commands for the spirits to start rushing towards the team. Okay, Lara, you take the right, and I'll take the left. Ray, help them by taking out the ones farthest from us, and Charlotte, help protect our blind spots with your bears. Got it? I got it, Lieutenant. Gil starts to slice and chop his way through the spirits while Laura fights off her fair share. Ray slowly fires to start uh, at the group of spirits that are approaching, but is starting to get winded. Charlotte throws up some barriers and manages to defeat some, but don't but they don't last too long. And the sergeant stones something and some uh, and smiles. The group starts to get overwhelmed. Lux snaps his fingers and the spirits fade into thin air. Nice try, everyone. Maybe I should have done something different, but we'll try something else now. Everybody, line up again. The group lands up to get back up. Sorry for not being able to protect you guys. Don't worry about it. This is just training, so it's fine. Yeah, sure. 
it's fine. Don't worry about... <laughs> I'm suddenly Southern. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charlotte, it's fine. Don't worry if anything. I'm sorry for not being able to take down more. The team are lined up side by side. All right. Let's try something, di a different type of training. As you know, exorcist purify spirits, but we also deal with the occasional possessed who, whose so soul have been corrupted. So this training is for you to take me on. Shit, everyone get ready. First seal, release. Lux unleashes a powerful wave of energy and the ground beneath him starts to crack. Then in a blink of an eye, he appears in front of Gil. Everyone except Gil leaps back. Looks like you were paying attention, Lieutenant. Lux punches him in the stomach and sends him flying into, the, into his back. As Lux stands firm in his position, Lar comes in with a flying kick. You left your backside wide open, and you left yourself open too. Lara grab, uh, Lux grabs her foot and tosses her on, into Gil as he rises from the ground. Lux turns to Ray and starts making his way towards him. Charlotte. Oh no. Charlotte, yeah. I need a little bit of time to charge up. Please protect me. I don't think I can. Okay, I'll give it my... Right. You just need to try. Okay, I'll give it my best. Charlotte quickly gets in front of Ray and casts a barrier. Looks like you have a bit more confidence, Private. Good job, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Lux starts punching the barrier and forcing it to crack. I can't hold off much longer. Charlotte closes her eyes and the barrier starts to push back on Lux. And then the barrier bursts, causing Lux to be thrown off. What in the? Alright, it's finished. Ha! Take this, spirit launcher! Ray shoots out a large white ball from the light from his hands and hits Lux directly and sends him across the courtyard into the ground and causes a large dust cloud to form. As the dust cloud fades, it reveals Lux is gone. Where did he go? Right behind you. Charlotte and Ray turn around to see Lux, with a couple of scratches standing and smiling. He lightly puts his hands on their heads. Nice job, you two. Especially Charlotte. You really got me good with your barrier. It's starting to get late. We should start preparing for dinner right about now. Gil, should we prepare a special welcome dinner for our newest team member? Interior church at the dining room table. The group is sitting at the dining room table, and they're all covered in bandages. Uh, we'll skip that line. Uh, everyone raises the, gla the glasses and cheers. Mmm, Gil, this curry is so good. You always make the best food. Well, a good body requires good food. Thank you for making my curry mild just the way I like it. With my food. Um, I almost forgot the new anime series is on. Laura picks up her plate and drinks and makes her way towards the TV. Ray gets up and follows her. Hey, I told you not to eat in the living room. Don't worry about it. I'll clean up one after I'm done. You know you won't. Gil gets up and brings his plate towards the TV and sits down. I'm sorry about that, Charlotte. This is supposed to be a welcoming par party, but it seemed that it turned into a small watch party. That's alright with me, sir. It's nice. Everyone feels like a family here. Well, like Gil said, we operate as a team, whether it be as a task force or a family. I guess you're right on the mark. We provide for each other. I mean, that many exorcists are our children taken in by the church. I'm sure you understand, right? Well, about that, sir. I come from a family of exorcists, and my grandfather currently works for the church. Or was working for the church. That's great to be already with the church. But that's what I'm not sure. A little while ago, my grandfather disappeared, and the church won't give me any information on where he's gone. But I found an old photo. Charlotte pulls out an old photo of young Lux and Charlotte's grandfather when they were both young. 
of him, and he was with you, and it has this address. And I then transferred to the fifth to find some answers. So I ask you, Sergeant Bucks, will you help me look for my grandfather? I was wondering if your last name was just coincidence, but it would seem that fate was knocking on the, at the door, and I decided to answer. So yes, I will help you search. I'll, I will help you to the best of my ability to search for your grandfather. Now, what do you say? We let's go watch a little television before before we turn in for the night. Lux and Charlotte migrate over the t rowdy TV area, and so the TV show ends. It's already pitch black, and Ray is passed out on the couch, and there, and there are finished plates and glasses still on the coffee table. Gil starts to clean up, and Lux carries Ray to his room. Laura and Charlotte walk behind them to, to theirs, fade to black, then fade into the office of the church. Lux is by the window, talking on the phone. Well, she's doing fine. She misses you, you know. It's, all, it's also quite the coincidence we met today at the inn. Magical Detective Rook. Kind of a weird title, but it suits you. Gets away from being a disgraced exorcist. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on her and relay inform any information I get from the council. The next time we meet. Hang on, I'm getting another call. Lux picks up the other, uh, up, up the other call. Hello? Yes? Emergency council meeting. I'll be right there. Fade to black. Alright. That was it. For now. For now. If we decide to pick up this project ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess timeline-wise for this project, if we... Because I, mean, I got storyboards done already. If we start, like, creating the animatic, like, probably next week... Uh, we would probably by finish up by uh, the end of August have the animatic done. That's what I think. Okay. Logistically, the two of us could do. Yeah. And then, um, from other stuff, it's just pretty much just gonna be like, okay, if we we could save this for school projects too, where it's like, okay, we have all this done already, so oh, I could just like do a couple scenes here and there and work on it and see what how it works and like. Yeah. edit a couple things and show demonstration because a lot of my, my classes are kind of just like the sort of open-ended classes like oh you can do whatever you want for your final project as long as they include some sort of something that you learned in the class yeah basically the same thing for me yeah so it's it's usually something along to your own project too so it's, it's nice that you have this creativity outlet to like kind of work towards yeah it's nice just have just to have something to do it's just nice these days so I'm looking forward to this. I mean, yeah, this, is, this be has fun. been fun. I like this a lot. Ugh. I especially love uh, Robot Charlotte. I felt that was an important inclusion. I feel like we could. <laughs> yeah, have... we're probably going to have to do the voices from the animatic until we, I could find people to help out with voices. Davis, it's me, Charlotte. Davis, please answer my call. Oh, right here, Matt. Right here. <laughs> what, what was the guy's voice? Um, in Phoenix Wright yesterday, it was uh, the fucking bulldog looking dude. Oh, the bulldog? It was like... Mark, 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 mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, why didn't you do something about it? That's right. It was just like the weirdest mark. voice. So yesterday I was at Charlie's, right? And we were... Um, so we watched the latest My Hero movie. And, movie. And, um, and, and I introduced Charlie to Phoenix Wright. Because the mystery side of like this sort of like series that I have, which is uh, Magical Detective Rook, it's more of a sort of a lighthearted comedy, yeah. rather than, and, but it mixes in like the sort of like um, heavy elements within the mystery. Mm -hmm. So one of like one of the like I'm very heavily inspired by the writing style of Phoenix Wright because it's it's very like Law and Order or like uh, CSI ish where it's like they will show you the murder and the victim in the first scene. Yeah. 
and then it's more about not finding out who who done it. It's more finding about the steps to get to pin the crime on the guy, which I think is more interesting in the long run. Yeah. I also found it interesting that there was, like, actual blood in the show. Because it reminded me of a Saturday morning cartoon, but it was interesting to see, like, actual blood in the show. But it didn't, like, it wasn't, like... It wasn't, like, grad, like, gratuitous, like, gore or anything like that. It wasn't, like, open heart surgery or anything like that. It was just, like, blood puddles here and there. Yeah. It's, like, uh, but of course, like, in, like, Western animation, they never allow that, but... TV censors, right? Yeah, it's whatever. It's the fucking... Whatever. Anyway. But, yeah, I loved it. It was great. I, uh, the animation, there wasn't, like, too much crazy animation, no. but the style was fine, because it's just, like, it's not supposed to be yeah. like that. There's a lot of dialogue, and it's very funny, and, like, the animation that was there was pretty solid, yeah. actually. They like to save the, um, the big parts for, like, the objections and, like, yeah. the final turn, turn the tables kind of moments. Yeah, and that works fine. Objection. Yeah, because a lot of times, you'll do, what they'll do inside a lot of anime nowadays is that they'll have this like shot reverse shot but only do the first shot you yeah. know what i'm talking about where you you see the back of the first person said but you see the other person talking yeah which i think is a good way to save money and time overall because in the long run if you have to produce a weekly cartoon you want to cut down on the shots that are going to take the longest to animate right. and a lot of times these shots don't last long because oh like in anime anime right all these shots are rough roughly like five seconds or less before it turns to another, like, camera angle or something like that. Because like, with animation, you want to like, sort of, like, keep it moving, but you want to keep it consistent so the viewer knows what's going on. Exactly. Because if you have, like, a crowd of people, for, against, for instance, say if your character is facing a crowd of people, and if those crowd of people are just standing around and not doing anything, then it's going to be like, what? But if you have, like, maybe one or two of them moving then it makes it a thousand times more believable because not everyone's just going to be standing around like a stone. Yeah. You know, people are going to be like looking around, doing a little bit of movement. Just having a that li- tiny bit of movement makes, makes it all so the difference. Better. Exactly. It makes it all better. And that's, so, that's what I like about, um, about Soul Eater's background characters. And it's not, sometimes you'll have like the little like, shitty like kind of like just outlines and like the gradient pulled over but no some of the background characters when they're pulled in it's like near the main characters they'll have like the sort of outlines and stuff of like an actual character yeah so it's kind of cool but they'll have they'll still have the gradient and stuff but it's kind of cool to see like oh they're actually creating these like background characters to like fit in with the universe not just these amorphous blobs you know yeah and i like ruby where it's just like a black silhouette of people in the background Which is weird it was weird yeah, I mean, but they just production budget and time is just yeah. not too much. Yeah, they didn't have a lot. That's fine. Um, yeah, that was really weird. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just little tricks here and there help you a long way. Yeah, so it's not it's not a problem. Like we were just talking about setting wise. Like I want to have this grand idea of like a huge church with a graveyard, and the guy was like, "No, we're just gonna have a courtyard." And yeah, we're just it's a courtyard. This is making it a lot easier. Yeah. Like that's fair, you know? Because yeah, you're right. It doesn't. You have to kind of, like, balance, like, creativity with expense, and you kind of, like, need to figure out, like, you know, cost and benefit. And yeah, it's a relationship, honestly. Yeah, and it's, it's it's just as important as being creative. Like, you need, well, you know, it's actually, in, in its own way, you could be creative in kind of controlling yourself, you know, just finding, like, small ways to just tell the story through minimum effort is a very useful skill, I think. Yeah. I think what I want to do, though, is create the, um... 
that the courtyard area in 3D, like like a program like Blender or similar 4D, because mm. we were at when we were watching um, Fire Force the other day, episode four, of season two. Yeah. Um. The it's the animator. Um. Is a freelance animator who works on the show, and he he created that the scene where uh, Sharon drags um, Shinra through the rooms that yeah. was created in Blender, and he just drew over it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so cool. And it's just the amount of work that they go you go for the extra mile just makes it look so good. And realistically, you wouldn't be able to do that like inside a anime without doing 3D. Yeah. Because the camera angle that that happens is that. It looks at, I guess, like a semi-angle, like a 45-degree angle. Then transfers over back to, like, us, uh, to the, uh, to the do, yeah, to another, no. Oh. It, it moves over slightly to, to kind of curve a bit to, like, change focus from, like, as they move through. Once once they, like, hit the middle room, the camera's, mm-hmm. like, right on them, like, facing flat, face, uh, facing flat. But then when you get past that, the camera moves over to the left slightly more to give you that more angle. Yeah, exactly. Which I think... Show them, like, where they're going. And it's amazing. It's, like, the, it's... I have never really seen that shot before. I mean, you know, you've seen shots similar to it. But that speed and the way the characters just seamlessly crash through every fucking wall. It's just so, so satisfying. good. And it's, like, yes. I love it. And it's, like, mixing those two, 3D and um, 2D, it's ex- like, that's the next evolution. And I can't wait. To see what else comes about, it's so cool, right? It's it's one of those things where it's like there's not too many shows that are 3D that mimic the 2D, but you do find like if you if someone's doing 2D like film, it's usually trying to mimic. It's usually 3D mimicking a 2D style, right? That's what I that that's what I see. The only thing I actually like was different in the past few years that came out was Klaus because that was 2D. Good old Klaus. Yeah, but the way they do went about it to make it look 3D was to do nodes and, like, the lighting and stuff, which is, I think was nice. Yeah. But other than that, do you have anything else to talk about this week? Um, I'd like to quickly talk about the importance of death in anime. Okay. And the importance of death in death and story. Just real quick, we're not going to go too deep into it, but I just want to give a quick comparison between Hunter x Hunter and My Hero real quick. And the fact that th- I think we talked about this last time about My Hero and how there was something wrong with it, I think. Or just, like, it wasn't for a while and it hadn't, like, was keeping me interested. And I think it's because the weight of death wasn't involved. We talked about this before a little bit yesterday. But having read through Hunter x Hunter and having watched the movie, I realize now that while... My hero has important emotional moments, and they really are like super hype and super crazy. They don't have a lot of weight to them, uh, and compared to Hunter, because there's no one really dies. You know, like yeah. I mean, yeah, villains die, and occasionally maybe a B hero dies or something like that, or character that isn't is not really involved. But it's never main cast though. It's never main cast, and it just doesn't like hit. It doesn't hit as hard as say like. The Chimera Ant arc that I was talking about and nauseum to you about before. Um, and how, like, a lot of the B characters and even more named characters, like, all die. All characters who we thought we were going to see a bunch of all get killed. Oh, you're a yeah. secondary character? Yeah. You're getting replaced. <laughs> yeah. If you are if you have a red shirt on, you're, you're fucked. I'm just letting you know. It's a Star Trek reference. But, um, you know, if you, if you aren't a named character, or if you are... 
but you're not with the main characters, you're fucked. Get out. You know, and it's like, fuck, bro. It's it's a really like screwed up um, arc in, yeah. a, in a lot of ways. It, it's tough to kill someone off though. Yeah. But like, I applaud Naruto for killing off Neji because he he did his purpose though. Yeah. He like he learned his lesson. Like, oh, he's like his father died to protect um, Hinata, his brother. And then Neji died to protect um, Naruto and Hinata. Yeah. Which I think is probably one of the better deaths in that in, in that series. Yeah, I, I agree. Because like a lot, a lot of people die, but like sometimes they get brought back to life and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But like overall, I think when like when like uh, Jiraiya uh, died, that was good. That in was the a sense, great. Like it pushes the plot forward and like gives motive to like Naruto. Yeah, and, like, gives him the next step. It's very, it's very like Super Saiyan when it first came out. I was like, oh, Krillin died. Got to boost that upper level to beat the bad guy, and that's what yeah. it is basically. It's like every time uh, Goku just turns toward Krillin, it's like you know what to do. Yeah, and Krillin's like, all right, all bang. Right. <laughs> uh, wish, <laughs> wish me back with the Dragon Balls, Goku. Yeah, here we go again. Um, oh shit, here I'll, we go again. <laughs> it's just I'll say I had to hear Grandpa for me, or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so in terms of my hero, it's just. You know, no one dies. I mean, it has the hype moments, but the hype has no weight, so it just becomes yeah. screaming with no purpose. And it's very black hole flubberish, where it's like yeah. you're just doing a lot of work there, buddy. But this work is like there's no there's no ground level. And it's not to say that it's not well written. The moments that lead up to those big moments of hype are really well done, but they come to the point where it's like all might's last stand he's gonna throw the final punch this is the final attack if he screws it up he dies this is the moment that he will be remembered for legend this is it nothing else comes down to this it's his last throw he's probably gonna die he's definitely gonna die oh no he's nope. lived and he's just in an office building and he's yeah, fine now he's, he's fine he, he, he's 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 decrepit mike now he's just like yeah. bag mite, i would say but you know what i'm actually gonna go back a little bit and say that that's actually um, a good subversion, I feel like, because it's the mentor character not dying, but just being rendered useless. So it's like, you know, it's a nice subversion. He's there for emotive support instead, yeah. not really to be like front lines like he was in the late, in the early parts of the manga. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, eh. well, I will say the best arc, hands down for me, still is the overhaul arc. The Yakuza arc, yeah. yeah. That was absolutely, because people died in that one f- well, for one thing, um, what's his name died? The spe- like glasses. Uh, Night Eye. Night Eye. Yeah, Night Eye. Spoilers. Night Eye died, and then fucking Lamillion. Um, um, lost his. Tintin lost his powers. Yeah, and like so, it was a really crazy arc, and I loved so much of it. But you know, now this arc's coming along, this new one, and well, this it, one's great too. Don't get me wrong, like twice, ripped my boy twice. Yeah. But, you know, so it's getting better, and I think they're really starting to, like, turn it up, but it's just, like... It's just, just taking a while to get there. Uh, it's one of those things where I would say, wait till the full arc is out, then read it, because if you read it weekly like we do, it kind of sucks, because the next chapter is going to be a um, Class 1A chapter, where you have yeah. Momo and, like, the kind of backup squad come into play. Yeah, and it's, like... It's the it's really annoying sometimes because when you have a big cast, it's like you got to make sure like everyone's story is told evenly, and you really want to highlight like key character moments for yeah. each character. And that's what I think the the My Hero movie did well. Yes, the, the, the uh, heroes, um, heroes, heroes rising. I think the name was. Yes, um, that was a great movie. A lot better than the first one, in my opinion. The first one was okay. 
wasn't bad. It was just very standard. Yeah. In terms of storytelling, villain comes for MacGuffin. MacGuffin is he gets a MacGuffin and then yeah, but does the thing. But this one was more like I feel like this could have been an actual I feel like story in the in the arc in a sense that it does twist some things in the lore a bit and it does really like kind of do some crazy stuff but overall it like it just is a really heartwarming story yeah. more so than the first one i feel like and it was fun it was just the, but the oddball decision that all of the teachers would just let the kids, kids go yeah that's it's the like... one big plot oversight i would say about this move about that movie is just like who would leave a bunch of hi- freshman high schoolers yeah on an island by themselves to run something with no supervision whatsoever. Not a single hero. Like, I swear, like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm I like, would, like, if he even sound like an old person to, like, supervise them, like, at least they're being supervised, like, like, because they're just running this from scratch. They're just, like, falling along. is like, these kids are pretty well, well, like, responsible of doing their jobs, but, like, there should be someone here to, like, look over them. Yeah. But just, maybe that's just an American standpoint, though. Because, right. like, I don't... Americans don't trust people to do things, and that's that's yeah. right. That's the right way to do it, because, like, we have the saying of, like, if you can't... If, if you can't... Or if um, if you want something done right, right you gotta you do, do it yourself. yourself. Yeah. Which is, a, which, is, which is a pretty much a bad guy sort of, like, thinking. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you gotta remake society by yourself. Yeah. But, like, I really think they just place too much faith in these kids, and the amount of trust that goes into it is kind of weird. It's... Just, yeah, I just... I wish, like, if it, even if they weren't there, just have a set of communication so they have to call in, like, every hour or so. Or yeah. Or, like, some kind of, like, every day, just, like, mention, hey... Check-ups and saying, hey, how, how's it hanging over at uh, the island? Yeah. Everything doing okay? You need anything, like, resource-wise that we... that the government can provide? Because it was a government... Yeah. It was a government yeah. program that's being run. So stupid. And, like, they were just, like... And I love how, like, none of the teachers even thought, like, oh, maybe, you know, it's like, oh, there's definitely no... There's definitely no villains there. But, yeah, but, like, are you sure? sure. Because... It's, it seems like this, this writing that's, like, very, very, like, linear of, like, yeah. how shit's supposed to happen. And just looking at it in the end, it's, like... Animation's pretty good. I thoroughly enjoyed the last fight yes. scene. Oh that is just like... That's like that's, that's definitely going to be like the one of the top ten fight scenes history, period. Yeah. You, you're not going to expect what comes. Like, trust me. I, I, I never expected the end fight scene to be like that. And it's so cool. I love it so much. But it's like, okay. And I love how the end's like, it didn't happen. Remember, yeah. nothing yeah, just happened. Happen. It's well, not canon. Is 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 the guys in one in uh in, in Decker like it doesn't count? It doesn't count. <laughs> Scratch that off. Oh my god, it's so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> like all for once, just like or no, one for all is just like no, nope, 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 nope. nope. Scratch this, that this, off. This guy's exactly like me. <laughs> you can't have two me's in there because I'm me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. And Shiragaki's like nope. nope. <laughs> at least they, at least they wrote him off to like kind of you know, the main villain off yeah. to like kind of have that happen. Yeah, I like how they like show him at the beginning. They don't show any more of him, and they bring him He's back like, for yeah. no reason. <laughs> I like, think they, he only has like three lines in the movie, and that's it. Yeah, which is like okay, because it's, it's more focused on on like the on like the ba- uh, Bakugo and Deku. That's it. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, I mean, like once again, so tone depends but i think they're getting better at it now they're just yeah. before they didn't have, have as much weight but now it's getting better it's, it's getting there i really think that my hero is definitely going to be like by the end of 2020 it's going to end up wrapping like this huge like 
sort of arc. Yeah, I want them to do something crazy. I want them to do something I would never expect. Like, I would love it, like, I've told you this before, but I would love if, like, Midoriya lost an arm or something, because right now Shirogaki's lost an arm, so it'd be kind of cool. Did down he? That. He did, yeah, I remember, because I remember he was standing on Endeavor, and then his arm's kind of off, because he fought, he just fought. They don't show him losing it, but yeah, he's, like, standing on top of him. I'm gonna fact check this. I believe so. I'm pretty sure. If not, I apologize. But it would be cool if, if he sort of like because lost an arm or something like that. Just something like to signify that it's changing. Times have changed. I mean, he already broke his arm anyway, so it's not like yeah. It depends. Like I just want there to be something a consequence of this happening. Like just don't be like, oh, they came out okay. You know, it's like no, this the supervillain. He's bad. He's good. He's like he's fully charged up now. It's a problem. You know, it's, it's bad. He, he's going to hurt us all. That's, that's No, he doesn't lose an arm. I think... Oh, yeah. Uh, he does. He kind of... No, he doesn't lose an arm. It's just fairly burnt and damaged. While he's, oh. while he's like, he's like standing on... Um, okay. On Endeavor. Okay, so he just can't use it. That's right. That's what I was... That's my, my bad. I'm sorry. Whoopsie. Um, I guess, yeah. So, I would love to... Well, for one thing that needs to be confirmed is that I need to know if... Shirogaki can steal Midoriya's power. If no, he, I don't think he can't. Uh, we, well, we need to be confirmed. We need that to confirm like it can't that be. Needs, that needs to happen at the by the end of this arc. Because what they say is that it can't. It has to be transferred. It has yeah. to be a willing, willing thing. Because they say inside Stain's arc where it's like Stain licked Midoriya's blood to like paralyze him. Right. But and like uh, uh, Midoriya is like, oh, all might Stain licked my blood. Does that mean he has all for one? Or no. one for all? Yeah. Like, he, Almond's like, no, it has to be a consenting agreement between right. two people to accept the power. But I guess the idea is that one for all was the one who gave his brother the ability in the first place. He, so, gave, he gave the ability of super strength to his brother, but his brother's quirk was to transfer on his right, quirk. Right, you're right. Shit, I forgot. Because that, that was the thing. He could transfer quirks, apparently, mm. while the brother could only take them. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited for yeah. what's about to happen. There's just lots going on that you probably don't remember at all. Because this, this series came out, like, what, 2016? I think so, yeah. In 2016 when it came out. And then overall, like, four four years in, in, a, in a publication, that's a long time. And, like, they're not even halfway done with, like, his journey, Yeah. I guess. I'm super happy about hearing that. How many chapters are there? Like, 300, 400? There's, like, 200 something. 200, I'm, I'm 200 plus, definitely. 200 plus. We crossed, we crossed that line a long time ago. Yeah. We're, 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 we're on our 278. way. 278. 278. 278. We're at 278. We're almost right. at 300. I predict 600 chapters. That's what I predict. Because mm. the story cannot be pulled out. You know what? No. Minimum? I'd say minimum 400. 400, yeah. I, but I'd say if they really want to get the story just right, 500. Yeah, five hundred. I would say minimum four hundred chapters because, like, we still need to figure out who the hell the other other and they needs to unlock all the other powers first to get yeah. the ultimate hero. Yeah, and something's got to happen with that, and then yeah, once yeah, once he's figured that all out, great. <laughs> I, I really do think a lot of the times with these long running series, they have like these authors create the manuscripts, just write it out, yeah, and they'll just change it later on to like update it saying, hey, we just change this line over here and here once we get it past the editors, but I really think because, like, I know One Piece has that, where it's, like, the main manuscript, where it's, like, the it, this describes the end of One Piece and what it's supposed to be. Right. And But, like, I really think that it's a good safe, like, a safe point, like, the, uh, the manga dies, God forbid. Um, 
just like just a good like safe way of saying hey this is how it's supposed to end and we're just going to continue on until we get that end you know yeah because that's a- that's the best way to like mem uh mem to mem mem uh memorize. to remember mem- memorize uh, memorize yeah and or remember an author is to read the work as is yeah and to be happy about it because that's, that's what a lot of people like kind of don't understand it's like sometimes yeah maybe it's for the money but, I, but a lot of times people enjoy other people reading the work and enjoying it yeah I agree and I think that what you're saying before about knowing the end is important like the biggest thing you want to know is when it starts how it ends how it ends is a lot of times is how people trip up because they don't like for one thing editors want it to keep going a lot of people want it to keep yeah. going and they really want to know the end like they really want to just keep this world alive but you gotta let it go at some point. Yeah. And I have, and I always give credit to authors that just know when. All right, we beat the main bad guy. We're done. That's it. We're good. And I give that credit so much to Demon Slayer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just, it's done. We, we beat them. There's nothing else. Like there was a set, half a second where they show like, oh, Tanjiro might. No, 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 nope. no. We're done. We're no, done. Stop it. <laughs> the author's like, stop it. No, no. <laughs> we're bad, good. Bad. Just, it's, it's a little like little. Um, the cat's the editor and like you have a little spray bottle it's like no stop yeah exactly it's like this is like this is only like that little moment with Tanjiro is like that's it that's like the only little thing like just yeah. to address everyone's like oh but what if this happened no it's over we're done <laughs> I, I enjoyed the ending a lot of uh, Demon Slayer I did too uh, spoilers we're gonna talk about this cause like it's, it's been out for a while it's yeah. free on the manga app I think yeah so in the end it's revealed that um, it's all writings based on Zenitsu's sort of like memoirs books yeah and his grandchildren find him inside, inside like their uh, shed which is weird because how the fuck would he know some of these parts if he wasn't there for it exactly yeah <laughs> but that, that's just one of those caveats in writing where it's like oh yeah just you know just because they, they might have also been told by their yeah. by their parents or something but like it, it's kind of weird that um because Zenitsu and Netsuko get married have kids and like yeah. it's kind of all the re- reincarnated thing where it's like oh yeah they're they're reincarnated basically then you have um, the uh, Tanjiro's grandkids. Yeah. And then, which is like the older one that has like a relationship with the Nesco lookalike, which is weird because they're like related, to, like they're like the, co- second cousins twice removed, whatever. It's so weird. It's I, just weird in the end to like think about it. It's just like here's the cast. They're all happy now. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Everyone pretty much gets a happy ending in the end. They all reincarnate to, like, modern-day Japanese people. Yeah. And the, I think the best thing I liked about that was the, um... The... The younger brother of the, of the Fire Pillar, who had grandkids, he named his... He na- they, his name Tanjiro, and, like, the Aww. youngest grandkid of Tanjiro's is named after the Fire Pillar. Yeah. That was nice. Which is, like, a good, like, like send-off. Like, oh, yeah, this is, this is how you do it. It's a it's a solid. It's just like address everything that you set up before, tie every knot. It's sure. it's literally the canon definition of a happy ending. Yeah, and it's perfect. Once again, you could put your characters through anything, make them make them have make the story have weight, but you just gotta make it have a little happy ending, just yeah. a little glimpse, you know, just be like, and then it was all good. But of course, you can't you cannot do that, and it'd be fine either way. But I just feel like if you really want to let people satisfied, you gotta have that little happy ending. Yeah. Could be sacrificing. Never. Uh... Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, do you really trust Zenitsu in some of his sayings? Like, even though we know it to be real, who would fucking believe that book? <laughs> yeah, really. Honestly, it's like demons breathing 
Excuse me? I breathe what? quite well for your instance, <laughs> for your information. You're saying that, like, a hundred years ago there were demons walking around, and then there's, like, this Excuse secret organization hunting these demons? <laughs> what? Why haven't I heard of this anywhere else in the world? Yeah. That's another thing I always consider. It's like, why didn't Muzan just leave Japan? But that's just... Because it was during the time where it's, where it's like, pre-industrial World War One. Too. Yeah. So it's it's like the when the British and Dutch started like landing inside Japan is where I think it kind of started coming right. about like time period wise I think. And he might have yeah, it's weird, but I definitely like I love it so much. It's such a great story. Um, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me that my fucking mom's ancestor rid in a box by his fucking by her fucking brother. And they learn breathing. Excuse me. He's like my my grandma's a demon. Yeah, that sounds like my, a shitty manga. My grandma's a demon. My gym partner's a monkey. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's that was a good one. Yeah, and uh, that's a good ending. I don't know. Promise is Promise Neverland over? Yeah, it's over. I didn't. I haven't read the ending yet. Ending was a little bit meh. Okay, because I thought I heard it was a bit divisive. Yeah. I. What else? Oh, but one thing that actually did end was Domestic Girlfriend, and that was a fucking shitstorm on Twitter. Really? I really feel bad for the author, because they were getting, like, threats of, like, oh, why'd you end it up this way? It's like, and, like, they're all from Western people that that this book is not even a Western printing. Oh, God. There's no Western release of Domestic Girlfriend besides the anime, and that's it. And these people are just harassing the author on Twitter and being like, oh, why'd you end it this way? Blah, blah, blah. It was like, you should have done this. It's like, no. it's a, The author wanted to end it this way. Just deal with it. It's not your story. If you want to write a story like that, then write it like that. And just... Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like... It's one of those endings that are what's more memorable memorable than the actual, like, in the past few weeks. Like, that's the only thing I remember, like, when reading it. It's just like... Yeah. Just it's, don't be a shitty person online is all I'm trying to say. It's a real... I don't, I don't like people who just harass the creators online. It's their it's their vision. It's the, what they wanted to do. And you taking your personal... I get it if you want to express how you feel about, like, how you feel about the story to other people. But don't harass anyone about it. That's not the way you go about it. You say, oh, well, I found that it was interesting, but... And then give your reason why. Don't yeah. just harass people because you felt like oh, my character didn't get with character A, or exactly. this ending my, and, wasn't yeah, what I thought right. it was in my predictions. And, oh. It's like, oh, my headcanon's different, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. No yeah. one cares. This is what happened when, with Ruby. Like, people were just like, oh, this is how we imagine it. But in reality, the author's like, well, not really. No. And they're like, no, fuck you. you exactly, know? just like, yeah. It's, like, it's one of the things where you need to like kind of set like very direct terms of like, what you want to do with the series, and like, theme-wise, and like, character-wise. Yeah, and it's, it's fucked. And I, I don't like that kind of stuff. I, I, I'd rather just enjoy the read. Like, I get it. I understand. There are moments when I read stuff that I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Come on. God, but then I take a step back, and i just like, all right, let's just keep going and see what happens. And usually, and when I after a while, and I think about it, I'm like, that does kind of make sense. Or, you know, even if it doesn't, I'm In like, the long run, you see the bigger picture. You yeah. don't just see the small little thing. Yeah, and even then, like, that one moment, did that really ruin everything for you? And if so, I feel bad, but just go to another series. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, say, okay, the, men- the ending to Domestic Girlfriend is pretty meta, but 
it's it's fine because like it makes sense because like the the fucking story is a wild ride overall. Yeah. And like from the beginning, like you knew like these two were most likely going to end up with each other, and they do in the end. Right. Even though he has a kid with a sister, which is like weird. I always like it. Wait, did the um, virus come in and say that it was all a program? To no. By a hacker. No. no. It wasn't. It wasn't. Sadly, like, it wasn't. I wish it was a better ending. It, it wasn't like one of the girlfriends comes out. It's like I was a glitch in the program, and I actually needed to save these. Then Steve Bloom comes in. Steve and he's like, kid, we got to get you out of here. It's all. It's all a mind game. Oh God. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't mind like having a Steve Bloom kind of like Matrix kind of like yeah doing something. I, I generally think Steve Bloom's like one of the most like prolific voice actors in that he knows how to play a character right. Yeah, I um yeah so I always just just suck it up I guess just chill out to read something new. Yeah. There's plenty to read. There's plenty to watch. Plenty of stuff to enjoy. You know, there's such a wide range of stuff that you could just have fun with. Listen, after all of this time, if One Piece doesn't turn out, if the ending doesn't turn out great, or doesn't be what I'm imagining, I'm not, I'm gonna be, I would be, I would be somewhat disappointed, but in reality, I then remember this one line, it's the journey, not the destination. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, that's what it is. So, it's different. It's like it's it's kind of basic enough. Like, oh, he just wants to live like Kate, Ro- Roger King and the Pirates. Like, he, he wants to be free. That's he wants the to be whole free, point. Yeah, he wants to be happy. He wants to be free. He wants to live by his own rules. He, you know, and he wants to be loved by people. He wants to have friends, and it's great. It's just a solid story. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Right. Um. But back to the our project of at hand over here. Yes. Um, when I, when the main thing with coming up with characters is looking always looking at references, right? Yeah. Because nothing is really just, like, off the top of the head, like, oh, I think this would make a cool character. It's like, no, you probably got that idea from somewhere that you either read, watched, or, like, you could certainly You could certainly draw it out, but then you'd have to refine it. And yeah, you'd have exactly. To look at other and, pieces. like, one of the main things that like, I looked at was, like, oh, like, the Lux is, like, the Lux is pretty much the sort of, like, um, Joseph Joestar, like, old man version <laughs> of, like, oh my God. of, like, this is, like, he's kind of that dad father picture. He's trying, he's trying to be fun, because, like, all the, all the, all the extras are pretty much orphans. Yeah, like like we read it over inside the story. Children. So you try to you try to create this like home for them, a place where they can belong, and like either whether it's like oh he has to hide his like dark personality side, where it's like he's doing things behind the shadows. She's trying to help out in the long run. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but honestly, if if I had a choice of voice actors for Lux, I would definitely say the Japanese version. I would have. Um, no, jo- the voice actor <laughs> Joseph Josar play him. Yeah, but, but he he he's deceased. deceased um, so rest in peace, my friend. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say his voice actor would fit this character. Um, Big burly man. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we still gotta do a couple things, but it'll look good. Yeah, we gotta put the animatic here by end of August, and then we'll probably post it somewhere. Yeah, and like, we'll, you, it, we'll yeah. do the character sheets. We'll we'll show it up. We'll we'll show you this step-by-step process what we're gonna do yeah It'll look we'll, we'll create like a little like di- production diary about it too yeah, it'll so it's fun. like at the end of this we have something to show in the long run yeah let's we'll put notes everywhere and make it look pretty yeah give it some jewels make it look like special you know just be like look at that you know look at that i don't know what i'm talking about at this point davis going yeah on, going off on a tangent <laughs> i mean this is a good place to end though okay we have a set plan of what we're trying to do 
if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But like we have time to work on it and refine it. Okay. And just like what well, what we can. Um, so thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank and you very then much. We'll catch you guys next week, hopefully. Bye, guys.